Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1.34 in Edmonton. It is Brendan Escott taking over the show today here. Driving it home, the Oilers... More than the birds, they're heading to Vancouver. Second preseason game in two nights for the Orange and Blue. Last night coming away with a 2-0 victory over the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, in my opinion, not a super viewer-friendly game. It wasn't a whole ton of excitement, but I'll tell you that I thought Ryan Nugent Hopkins looked pretty darn good with James Neal. And they might have something brewing with the back-end pairing uh, of Joel uh, Pearson and Oscar Kleppbaum. But it's preseason, so don't read too much into that. Okay, as promised, uh, Oilers have a whole plethora of new promotions they're rolling out for this regular season. To talk about that, the Executive Vice President of Revenue, Stu McDonald. But before we do that... You'll probably want to hear this. We are giving away a pair of tickets. This is for the game on October 24th at Rogers Place against Alexander Ovechkin, Brayden Holtby, and the Washington Capitals. So, here's what we do. We're not calling in for this one. Don't blow up the line. You're going to text me the answer to this question at 630-630. That's the Heartland Ford text line. The Oilers beat the Vancouver Canucks in the 1992 playoffs. I want to know who the coach of the Canucks was that year in 1992. So we're going to play the interview right now that Bob did with Stu McDonald. You text me those answers, and we're going to pick one of the correct ones at random. I will give you a call back. Okay? We clear? Who was the coach of the Vancouver Canucks when the Oilers beat them in the 1992 playoffs? Text me the answer at 630-630. Be by your phone. I will be calling you back. But right now, a conversation between Bob, again, and the ex, uh, executive vice president of revenue for the Edmonton Oilers, Stu McDonald. And we are joined by the executive vice president from the Oilers Entertainment Group, Stu McDonald. Stu, welcome back to uh, Oilers Now. Uh, yesterday, the Edmonton Oilers announced all new game promotions uh, for the uh, upcoming uh, season. We will mention at the end of this interview uh, with Brendan Escott there will be an opportunity at 780-496-0063 to uh, win uh, some tickets moving forward here. But uh, tell us about the concept uh, specifically behind uh, the all new game promotions and maybe kind of changing out how you've traditionally done business in this regard. Yeah, one of the things we heard in a lot of our research last year and feedback we're always encouraging from our fans was, hey, you've got you know you got a few game promotions each year, fan appreciation night, but spread some of this across the season. Uh, and we know this year we're going in, we've got more tickets to sell, and it just seemed to be a logical um, connection of those two thoughts. And so what we've come out is what we're calling the Oilers Weekend Advantage, which uh, in the regular season, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday home game, we'll have a theme promotion tied to them. Uh, our Thursdays are going to be our Thirsty Thursdays, which will allow you to get uh, $5 cans of uh, Molson Canadian and Coors Light up to the end of the first intermission for just $5 each. Our third Jersey Fridays, so the only time you'll see the Oilers in our dynamic new th- 
third alternate jersey will be on Friday nights at Rogers Place. So every Friday night, uh, the guys will be suited up in those. Our super split Saturdays, which has really grabbed a lot of attention in the last 24 hours, uh, we'll see the 50-50 payout vary on those nights uh, to an even greater benefit of the winning fan that evening. And the, the split will run from uh, 60-40 up to 70-30. And we'll announce it the week of the game uh, all the way through the season on those Saturday nights, uh, but a chance to take home even more. And for us, what we've seen in the past on rollover nights with 50-50 is that that just tends to drive the pot bigger as well, right, and we're right. expecting that'll happen those nights. And then the final on our Sunday games this year, we play three Sundays. They're going to be our send-off Sunday days and a fan at the game that day will get a chance to win a trip to see us play the team we're playing that day but in their home before the end of the season and three pretty exotic destinations for those the three teams we're playing uh, Florida Panthers so you can head down to Miami Anaheim Ducks you can head to Anaheim to watch us play before the season's out and the Buffalo Sabres so you will be able to go to beautiful downtown Buffalo to watch the Oilers play before the season is done there we go Uh, well I will tell you Buffalo's a very provincial market but uh, very understated in a unique way Uh, and it's wonderful in uh, May because we've been there far too often over the years I don't think we're playing there you know it'd be great if we were playing there in, in like June? Yes. Does that mean we're meeting in the Stanley Cup final against Ralph Krueger? We'd take that all week. Uh, all righty. So, uh, again, the uh, Oilers' weekend advantage is basically uh, the overall encompassing concept and then the specific dates. Uh, and and there's there's lots going on here. Just You, you kind of highlighted scene on the on the super split Saturdays that are going to take place, and there was a lot of discussion about that. Uh, and it's presented, we should mention, it's presented by REMAX uh, regarding the 50-50 drop. And is that, that just uh, sort of maybe give me the genesis of how that kind of came to fruition? Well, we, we know 50-50 is a huge driver in our market. We're, we've certainly always been one of the leading NHL teams, if not the leader in 50-50 payout, which the great thing means also the 50-50 portion that goes to local charities, and that's a huge part for us. So it's it's a win both ways. This was a way to, for us to look at it and said, hey, we know when we have rollover games in the past of a prize isn't claim, what that does to juice up the prize for that next game, and how can we build on that? And we talked to AGLC on uh, where the parameters were within the province to have a little bit more fun with this. Uh, they came back to us and said, listen, there's no issue on providing a greater split, and all of us with the same intent to drive the overall pot, which will benefit local charities to a greater extent and certainly allow the winner that night to take home an even greater amount of money. We're joined right now by Vice President from the Oilers Entertainment Group, Stu McDonald, Bob Stoffer, with you on Oilers Now. And uh, you got a chance to uh, capitalize on the Oilers Weekend Advantage coming up at the end of this interview with Brendan Escott. All right, uh, I want to circle back to something here as well. Third Jersey Fridays, you talked about the New Jerseys. Uh, how are they selling right now? I know that there's... It, it was funny because stuff got leaked. Uh, and I, full disco, uh, disclosure, you know this, I am not the biggest... I don't worry about jerseys. I more worry about how the guys are playing in the jerseys. But, they're, you know, for fans, they love jerseys. Um, when it was initially linked, uh, leaked, I, I think some people were quite critical. And the sense I've gotten since then is that it's kind of grown on a lot of people. Am I, is that too simplistic of a Coles Notes version, or what's your interpretation? No, I think we've seen the same thing. And part of it is the challenge. I think anyone launching a New Jersey, the, the nature of our world today, it's almost impossible to make it to launch day without it getting out to the market somewhere. Uh, from the amount of hands that touch the design to production to shipping to retailers, there's just always that chance is going to get out. And nine times out of ten, the images that get out aren't the most 
was flattering, and I think that's where we got it. It, it wasn't well lit. It wasn't a complete jersey. Uh, got the concept out there, but it was easy to jump on and go, Jesus, this wasn't really thought through. When we rolled it out last week with the full presentation on it, seeing the players in, in the, the uniform on ice that did a 180 at that point, and people going, well, and credit to a lot of people uh, who trolled it initially going, I'm backing off here. This is way more dynamic than I expected it to be. And it, to me, it's what a third jersey should be. It's still rooted in your primary jersey, but it's something in where, you know, a dozen times during the year, this year, 10 times for us, um, as an alternate, as something to bring a little bit more life, a little bit more personal. Personality, but it's intended to be an alternate third jersey, not the primary jersey for the club. Uh, so the, we unveiled it to our public at Fan Day on Saturday so they could see it live and in person. And this week, there's an exclusive opportunity to purchase them here in Ford Hall at Rogers Place. Uh, and uh, they have been booming. And we expect to see that when they roll out to the rest of the market uh, in coming weeks. Uh, but, you know, again, it's listening to our fans. We're, we're speaking to a wide variety, young, old, been with us a year, been with us back since WHA days. We want to make sure we're addressing everybody's Oilers fandom in every way we can, and that's a bit of what's put, gone into the initiatives for the upcoming season. Stu McDonald joining us, VP for the Oilers Entertainment Group. So on top of the Oilers Weekend Advantage, which again includes Thursday, uh, Thursdays, Third Jersey Fridays, Super Split Saturdays, and Send Off Sundays, we have the regular events as well that take place during the course of the year. Uh, opening night, obviously, October 2nd against the Vancouver Canucks, but uh, we've got the Hockey uh, Fights Cancer game, Hockey Talks, shirts off our back. Uh, orders obviously are going to recognize uh, Remembrance Day and Dave's Drive as well. Yeah, and it's a lot of those are, you know, are locked in tradition with the club that commitment to the Dave's Drive was a new element last year that we see being around for a long time. It, it's much about driving an awareness of donation of, of equipment than it is to actually bring equipment to the game. That's not what we're encouraging, but it's the opportunity to continue to create more focus for one of Dave Semenko's passions, which was uh, getting young kids into equipment at a young age in a way that uh, is affordable to those who are maybe more challenged financially on it. Uh, but for sure, the, the a lot of the the old familiar ones that we've had historically, the fans look forward to participating in are back. Uh, certainly some more community fundraisers, as you mentioned, uh, Hockey Fights Cancer, other opportunities to contribute back to oil country. Um, but we wanted to take a look this year and say, how, how do we broaden that out? And some of these will overlap on, on similar nights. So we might have a third Jersey night where it's also um, one of our milestone uh, fundraiser evenings. Uh, and they'll live just great together. I think for us, it's it's saying, hey, we've listened. Um, we've taken some action that brings a little bit different perspective to where we've been. And ultimately, what do we hope is more home ice advantage. And how do we drive that? More ticket sales, more engaged fans. And that's really our goal going into this season. That is the VP for the Oilers Entertainment Group, Stu McDonald, who's uh, having a tough year in college football uh, as a University of Miami Hurricanes fan. How could you possibly be a Hurricanes fan, given uh, how you know, that sort of cowboy-esque attitude they had back in the 1980s? Yeah, it's a long story. All right. But, but they will be back at <laughs> they some will point. Be back. I'll just ride my Alabama. <laughs> Nothing like riding their favorites, eh? All right. Thanks a lot, Stu, for joining us here on Oilers Now. And as promised, uh, as uh, we uh, head on, and I'm heading on out as we speak to the airport for the Oilers game in Vancouver, Brennan Escott has got a trivia question right now and an opportunity for you to win some tickets as part of the Oilers uh, all-new promotions for the upcoming season, the Oilers Weekend Advantage. All right, well, Bob was a little bit off on that one. We do have a winner. 
I asked you the question, who coached the Vancouver Canucks when the Oilers beat them in the playoffs in 1992? The vast majority of you on the text line knew the answer was Pat Quinn. I really appreciate everybody who did text in. I would love to send you all to the game. However, the one pair of tickets go into our lucky winner. That is Jackson. So I appreciate everyone again for contributing to that contest. It is 145 here in Edmonton. When we return on Oilers Now, a conversation that Bob had with Cooper Barodi. How deeply in the mix is he for a roster position When the regular season starts on October 2nd, well, let's find out what he and Bob had to say when we come back on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is Brendan Escott with you. The drive home here on the Tuesday edition of Oilers Now. We heard from Mark Spector. We also heard from Stu McDonald. He's the executive vice president of revenue for the Oilers, talking about their uh, their new offerings for you as the fan in-house this season, including the likes of Thirsty Thursdays, etc., etc. Got to tell you as well about Royal Pizza. They're celebrating 50 years in Edmonton, and they're still making it great. On now through October, Royal Pizza is offering the combo special. Your choice of Greek or Caesar salad with garlic toast, two medium gourmet pizzas, and uh, four anniversary cookies. That's all for $50. You can pick that up at any one of their 14 Edmonton locations. As promised, Bob did pre-tape a conversation with the youngster Cooper Marodi, not just a hockey player, also a country music artist. Let's get to that right now. Well, you're going to see your first action uh, tonight in preseason. You played in the two rookie games. Um, was it different playing this year in the rookie games, given what you accomplished last year in the AHL, or maybe a year ago uh, at this time? Yeah, I think uh, you kind of know the pro hockey more so on what to expect and whatnot. And um, first couple of rookie games, you know, everybody's just getting back into it and, um, you know, bouncing, puck bouncing everywhere. And you just can't get frustrated. You just got to keep working hard and battle through all the, you know, the, the, the things that uh, you can't, really mimic during the during the summer and whatnot so it was good to get going in, in those first two games and um, just looking to move forward here and continue to uh, work hard the reality is it's more impressive for you to or more important for you to impress yeah tonight than maybe with all due respect mm-hmm. to the rookie games yeah, that was the last week right a- absolutely there's uh there's gonna be a lot of players on their team that have played in the nhl for a while and um you know you're competing against an nhl team so um we're just trying to put our best foot forward do what i can do and and try to be as effective as i can and i'm looking forward to the opportunity cooper could you imagine it to have gone better than it went last year for you i mean you averaged better than a point per game you were the highest scoring point per game rookie in the entire you know you and tyler were two of the top three rookie scores in the entire league like it's a pretty good rookie year for you wasn't it? uh yeah it was it was great i developed a lot of good chemistry with benny and curry and we played together basically the whole year and um i'm so happy to see those guys succeed and i think overall as a team we just had such a great group everybody felt comfortable going to the rink each day and that would that's what made it so good for uh, for me and i felt comfortable and that allowed me to use use my skills and the things that i work hard to to, to do out there so um i'm just trying to do the same thing this year and improve myself at the nhl level now what are they i mean at the end of the season what do they sit down and tell you needed to improve to get to the next level or uh, become a full-time NHL. I, I think you have to improve everything. Just make decisions quicker, um, gain weight, gain speed. That's something that 
Coach Woodcroft talked to me in the exit meeting, and it was a really hard-working summer for me. Put on eight pounds and um, really tried to do that work on speed, strength, and that's something that I worked really hard. I changed my diet and better, better food, better, uh, more hydration, you know, just little things like that, and that's something that coach really wanted me to take a step with and I think I did that this summer so it's just about you know showing it in games and, and practice and whatnot. So on top of doing color I host a show basically year round right mm -hmm. 49 out of 52 weeks I do it. We tend to focus on hockey but with an appreciation you know you got to be a renaissance man mm -hmm. and you have a, a different passion that you're getting involved with so maybe educate our listeners here just on on a, perhaps a different career trajectory down the road uh, as a as a musician uh, how's, how's that how did that sort of happen and uh, what have you sort of gained from that so far yeah it's always been something that I've really been intrigued in and it's something that um, you know when I was a sophomore at Michigan, I met this guy um, named Greg Harden, and he talked about being great at everything you do, um, having the mindset with or without hockey, you'll be great. And that's something that Tom Brady was in my same shoes doing that at college, and that's what he told Tom Brady, and that's a mindset that Tom has each day. So I try to mimic that as possible, and it allows me to come to the rink not so tense, not so nervous, and excited to compete, excited to prove myself, and excited to use the skills I work hard to do. And music is kind of a, it allows me to free my mind and come to the rink excited every day because I know a lot of guys during the season like. You know, struggling to come to the rink, it's going to be tough, their nerves going, but I'm just coming to the rink excited and knowing that, you know, I love playing this game and I love to prove myself. He was a six-round draft choice. Yeah. You were a six-round draft yeah. choice. So you yeah. have that in common. Uh, musical influences, do you have, who, who are they? Um, I'd say uh, a guy like Sam Hunt, he's a country artist, but he's more like a poppy style R&B, and I didn't grow up like... In back roads, riding Is horses. he the one that was the former quarterback? Yeah, he played. Yeah, he played. He was a quarterback as well, um, and that, that's a pretty cool story of him. But um, he, he didn't grow up. I didn't grow up like I said on back roads, riding horses and whatnot. So I don't want to be a country country guy. So I just appreciate the songwriting and whatnot. All right. Well, you have other focuses right now. Yeah. Uh, have fun tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Here. Thank you. What an interesting story. What an interesting guy. And uh, the, the most ironic thing about that entire conversation is how much Cooper Marodi looks like Sam Hunt. Go look at the album artwork for their uh, for Cooper's single. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. You'll, you'll be able to find it on iTunes or wherever else. And then look at Sam Hunt. Almost identical. It's amusing. All right, let's go to this day in Oilers history. It is brought to you by New West Travel. Join Oilers now on two great road trips to Chicago or Tampa Bay, including a five-night Caribbean cruise. For reservations, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. On this day just one year ago, remember this storyline? Defenseman Darnell Nurse finally signs a two-year, $6.4 million contract to stay in Edmonton. The seventh overall pick, in 2013, Nurse had a career year last season, finishing with 10 goals and 41 points over 82 games. Well, if he's looking to get paid this offseason, you see some of the money flying around out there. Personally, I don't know what Minnesota's doing throwing that kind of change at Jared Spurgeon. That's also not really a direct comparable to Nurse, but guys like Truba getting that sort of money, I'm just saying. We need to see another uptick offensively, but I know that Nurse has the uh, the capability of doing just that. Very curious to see him in a pair with Adam Larson long-term, however. Tonight on 6.30, Cheds, we've got Oilers and Canucks from Rogers Arena. 6 p.m. face-off show, 8 p.m. puck drop. Jack and Bob will have the call 
from the West Coast. Tomorrow, we've got Brian Lawton on from the NHL Network, our uh, new recurring Wednesday guest. So you can bet we'll get some thoughts on labor peace, maybe some of the RFA contracts that we've now finally started to see trickle through. What's going to go on with Patrick Line? We'll find out from Brian Lawton up next. A news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. That's followed by 6.30 Jet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Appreciate you tuning in. As always, Brendan Escott saying so long from the 6.30 Chad Studios. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.